Hello, I'm Hazel Semple. This is Sound News Broadcasting from the Old Man Studio in Church Street, Portadown. This production is for week ending Saturday the 31st of July. On behalf of everyone here on the Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are From the Portadown Times, Banview patients let down too many times. And from the Lurgan Mail, police attending domestic call find estimated £80,000 worth of drugs. Uh, now, I will bring you the story from the Portadown Times, and then I'll hand over to Gareth uh, to read the Lurgan Mail. Banview patients let down too many times. Moves to create a GP federation to take over troubled Banview medical practice in Portadown have not been confirmed. Uh, however, it is understood uh, talks are at an, an advantage stage to create a new GP federation in Portadown. Banview has been under the management of the Southern Health Trust for around five years. Most uh, recently, it has been unable to attract a full-time GPs and has been reliant on locum doctors. Patients have been consistently complaining of an inability to get GP appointments. Sources claim there are moves to create a GP federation in Portadown. GP federations have been established in Northern Ireland with two main aims, to support and protect GP practices and help deliver the transformation agenda in health and social care. Currently, there are 17 across Northern Ireland and are owned entirely by GPs. When asked what the current situation was Banview Medical Practices, a spokesperson from the Health and Social Care Board which is dealing with the issue at Banview Medical Practice, said the board has nothing further to add in terms of progress. Uh, the spokesperson referred to a statement issued on July the 20th, which said the Health and Social Care Board is working with local GPs on developing a sustainable solution for provision of GP services at Banview Medical Practice. It is hoped that discussions will lead to a model of care which provides both high-quality clinical care and attracts newly qualified GPs to join the team at Banview Medical Practice. The Health and Social Care Board will take all measures necessary to inform uh, practice patients and the general public when further service provision arrangements at Banview Medical Practice have been confirmed. Upper Ban MLA Dolores Kelly, who was party colleague Councillor Eamon McNeil, has been inundated with complaints from patients unable to get GP appointments and care, voiced frustration at the lack of progress. The SDLP Upper Ban MLA said, Despite our continued regular requests for updates from the commissioning board, we have had no further information except that negotiations are at a critical stage, but time is running out as the contract is due to run out at the end of August. And we have been almost in sight of a new deal only for it to collapse at the finishing line, as the finishing line was in sight, said the upper band politician. Uh, my office and Councillor Raymond McNeil continue to be asked for help by constituents to access GP practices. COVID aside, this situation has been trundling on for over five years now, and it's not good enough. Patients registered to Banview Medical Practice have been let down too many times, said Mrs Kelly. I hope that a sustainable solution will be found within the next couple of weeks, concluded the SDLP MLA. 
Meanwhile, the out-of-hours GP service continues to be under pressure, with the Southern Trust having difficulties filling GP, GP shifts. Police attending domestic call find estimated £80k pounds of drugs. Police called to a domestic incident at Lurgan's Guildford Road arrived to find a distressed semi-naked woman outside the house and an estimated £80,000 worth of Class B drugs inside, a court has heard. Appearing separately via video link before Lisburn Magistrates Court on Monday, July the 26th, where Polish national Promlaska Borstos Juska, 32, of no fixed abode, and co-accused Nicole Wolska, 21, with an address at Guildford Road, Lurgan. The court heard police responding to an emergency call on Friday 23rd of July found a distressed Miss Wolska wearing only her underpants at the front of the property, with her co-accused. Separating the two, officers took Miss Wolska inside to get her a robe and saw in the living room a mini greenhouse with seatings for cannabis, as was said. Upstairs, two bedrooms were said to have been converted into cannabis-growing hubs with lighting, heating and ventilation. Juska faces six charges, namely cultivating cannabis on 23rd of July 2021 at Guildford Road, Lurgan, possession of a Class B drug on the same date, being concerned for the supply of, cla- of a Class B drug, possession of a Class B drug with intent to supply, criminal damage to a property at Guildford Road, Lurgan, and dishonestly using electricity without authority, also on July the 23rd. Wolska is charged with cultivating cannabis on 23rd of July and being concerned with the supply of cannabis as well as possessing cannabis with intent to supply. She was also charged with criminal damage to an electric meter box and dishonestly using electricity on the same date. Ms Wolska, who doesn't speak English, and used the services of an interpreter, appeared distressed and in tears via the video link from Bambridge Custody Suite. When her, when her co-accused, Jackus, speaking via video link from Lurgan Custody Suite, was asked if he understood the charges, he said he did, and added to Wolska, I love you. A police constable told the court he could connect both the accused to the charges. Judge White refused Jackus bail, he said the defendant had set up a provisional professional drug operation and was a flight risk. He remanded his shoes in custody to appear before Craigavon Magistrates Court on August the 23rd. Wolska, said Judge White, was a different, having been involved on the edge and not a major mover. He released her on £300 bail, conditional upon her residing in police-approved accommodation, surrendering her passport and signing at an agreed police station three times a week. Her case was likewise adjourned to Craigavon to Magistrates Court on August the 23rd. Now we continue with the rotochemist. During the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 1st of August, the chemist is T.A. Anderson of 92 Thomas Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Next week, from Monday the 2nd of August, the chemist is Cherry Mount of Icegrove Shopping Centre, open until 7pm. There is no road to chemist in Portadown after Wednesday. 
Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 1st of August and the chemist is McKegney's of 10 Edward Street, open from 7 to 8pm. Next week from Monday the 2nd of August, the chemist is Boots of Market Street, open until 7pm. There is no road to chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Police said man in 20s taken to hospital. A gruesome video which has been widely shared on social media and which claims to show the scene of a stabbing incident has been dismissed as misrepresentative. The video depicts the interior of a house in Portadown with copious amounts of blood in the bathroom and other rooms. Reports of a stabbing incident have been dismissed. It is understood no criminal offences took place. A spokesperson for the PSNI said police received a report from a con- for a concern for safety at residential premises in the Burnbury Avenue, er- Burnbury Avenue area of Portadown on Saturday, July the 24th. A man in his 20s was taken to hospital following the incident. Teenager accused of attack. A teenager allegedly attacked his ex-partner with a machete and trailed her over broken glass, the High Court heard on Wednesday. Prosecutors claimed he also pushed the 18-year-old female off a wall in County Armagh after screaming that her and their young child should die. The 17-year-old defendant cannot be identified because of his age. He faces charges of attempted grievous bodily harm with intent, assault occasioning actual bodily harm, possessing an offensive weapon with intent and threats to kill in connection with the incident on June the 19th. During a bail application, Crown lawyer Alice Murray said the youth allegedly launched the, launched the attack on his former partner. While she was socialising with a group of people at waste ground in the Craigavon area. According to the young woman's uh, account, he screamed in her face without provocation, referred to both her, her and their daughter. The injured party alleged that he held her throat for 60 seconds and she was struggling to breathe and fearing for her life. Uh, at that point, it was claimed he produced a machete uh, from his waistband and swung it at her head. Uh, the woman told police the blade inflicted a deep cut on a hand. Uh, Ms Murray continued, it's alleged that he, he dragged her over rough ground with broken glass on it for about 15 yards and this caused her knee to cut and bleed. The youth is also accused of smashing her Bluetooth speaker during the incident. Lord Justice McCluskey was told police searched his home and recovered a machete under his bed. However, it's also emerged that the woman has since withdrawn her statement of complaint. Adjourning the case, the judge requested more details before making any decision about releasing the accused. A withdrawal statement will be a factor this court will take into account with circumspection and no guarantee that bail will be granted. Arson at Hill Street reported. Detectives are appealing for information following a report of arson at a residential premises in the Hill Street area of Lurgan, Wednesday after Wednesday afternoon, July the 21st. At around 2:45 p.m., it was reported to police that a house was on fire in the area. No one was inside the property as the fire and rescue service dealt with the blaze. A number of nearby properties were evacuated during the incident, with residents returning to their homes once the fire had been brought under control. Inquiries are continuing to establish the circumstances surrounding the incident, 
but at this stage the fire is being treated as deliberate ignition. Police would appeal to anyone who witnessed anything suspicious in the area at the time of the incident to contact detectives on 101. MPs Facebook hacked and photo changed for ISIS flag. Upper Ban MP Carla Lockhart's Facebook page was hacked this weekend and her profile picture was replaced with an ISIS flag. The DUP MP's page was hacked and soon after images of the ISIS flag appeared on her profile and cover photo. Mrs Lockhart, who is a, profile, a prolific user of social media, said she immediately contacted Facebook, who are working to have it fixed. The Upper Ban MP, who has been brutally trolled on social media, has a number of direct contacts on Facebook due to the troubles she's faced in the past. Facebook can be very hard to contact directly, she said, but I was lucky I have a couple of numbers to contact. Trying to get through to them can be a nightmare, but they are working on it. It feels like my right arm has been taken off. Mrs Lockhart is still contactable at her office and via telephone. DJ fined £1,000 for lockdown restrictions breach. A DJ has been found what fined £1,000 after police responding to a report of an all-night rave in contravention of coronavirus lockdown regulations found up to 30 people in the area of a stage which had a mixing desk and speakers. Matthew Armitage, 19, of Kensington Park, Bordedown, admitted the offence in relation to Tardry Forest near Antrim Town on November the 7th last year. A prosecutor told Antrim Magistrates Court, sitting in Ballymena on Tuesday, police were contacted at 8am about an all-night rave. And when they arrived at the forest, they saw groups of people leaving. Officers found around 20 to 30 people in the forest near a sound stage, which had eight speakers, a mixing desk and two electricity generators. The defendant confirmed it was his equipment. A defence lawyer said the defendant is a business studies student and also works at an electricity firm call centre but wants to move to England to be a full-time DJ. He said the defendant admitted his involvement in the Forest Music event to police at the time. Prior to the COVID pandemic, the lawyer said the defendant had been organising free parties for close friends and associates and this was the one event that he had organised during lockdown. The lawyer said, although it was described as a rave, there was no suggestion of the taking of drugs. He said the defendant and other young people decided to attend the Armitage and Armitage helped organise the event. The lawyer added, it wasn't the funeral where there were literally thousands of people there overseen by the police. District Judge Nigel Broderick said it was a serious matter to organise the music event in the middle of a pandemic and find the defendant £1,000. PSNI probe after petrol bomb attack in Craigavon. Police launched a hunt, a hunt for two men after a petrol bomb was thrown at a house in Moirafferty Court, Craigavon. A PSNI spokesperson said police were appealing for information following the report of an attempted arson at a property in Craigavon on Wednesday morning, the 21st of July. At approximately 6.15am, police received a report that a petrol bomb had been thrown at a house in the Moirafferty Court area of the town. Thankfully, it did not ignite and no damage was caused. 
Anyone who may have witnessed anything suspicious or who may have seen two males wearing dark clothing and riding bicycles in the area around that time is asked to contact police on non-emergency number 101. Serious concern over video showing police officers removing women from park. Police are assessing the circumstances after a video showing two police officers carrying a woman understood to be a wheelchair user from Lurgan Park, with another officer pursing her wheelchair, sparked widespread anger at her apparent treatment. The video, which is being shared online hundreds of times, shows the woman being carried by two police officers holding each of her arms, with her legs trailing behind. Assistant Chief Constable Bobby Singleton said, We are aware of a video which has appeared on social media, showing part of an incident involving two of our officers and a member of the public. This has given rise to serious community concerns. The full circumstances of this incident are currently being assessed and the police ombudsman has been notified. There are no further details at this time. Gang of youths attack young boy. The PSNI has launched an investigation after a gang of youths assaulted a young boy in Craigavon. The incident happened close to South Lake Leisure Centre on Sunday afternoon, July the 18th. A spokesperson for the PSNI said, On Sunday, a young male was assaulted by a group of youths within the vicinity of South Lake Leisure Centre, Craigavon. Uh, this took place between 6 o'clock and a quarter past 6 on Sunday evening. If you witnessed this assault or know anything about it, please get in touch on 101. And now for the pictures section. Most of the pictures this week are from the past, but the first one is of um, a gift for the Queen Street Methodist lay pastor. Uh, on behalf of the congregation of Lurgan uh, Queen Street Methodist Church, Society Steward Mr Paul Wright presents a, a framed photograph of the church to Mr Geoffrey Robinson. He has been lay pastor for the past five years and is recently retired from the ministry. And there's a selection of pictures from the past here in the Lurgan Mail. The first one I have is pictures of those who took part in the 2010 Clan Erin Summer Scheme. It's a large group of uh, girls and boys, along with their leaders and other officials. And continuing with the pictures from the past, um, there's a, a huge picture of children here uh, at Craig Borough Council Summer Scheme at the Discovery Centre, and there was Mayor Robert Smith and leaders in the year 2007. And the final one is Adam Craig, a youth worker, and Tim McCarthy, a uh, graffiti tutor, and they're pictured with some of the young people at the Lurgan Youth Annex in the summer scheme of 2010. And now for the elected representatives and council news. Your vote is your voice in our society, says MLA. That was the message from the SDLP's Dolores Kelly as she added her own appeal to the recent chorus of calls for the water register for the voter registry now that the existing electoral roll has been voided. The Upper Ban MLA urged everyone in this constituency to ensure they are registered online to remain eligible to cast their ballots in future elections. Every four years, she said, the electoral register is expunged as part of the national canvas and uh, 
everyone in Northern Ireland is required to re-register to vote, even if you've re been registered previously. It is critically important that everyone over the age of uh, 18 takes just five minutes online to register to vote. Voting at the ballot box is the only way to ensure progress on the issues we care about for future generations, whether on climate, justice, healthcare or education. The process is quick and easy and takes less than five minutes. Register online today at www.gov.uk forward slash register to vote. Concern voiced over rising tide of antisocial behaviour. A suspicious fire at Lurgan's Castor Bay Road and youths risking their lives jumping off water inlets mark a rising tide of antisocial behaviour around the Loch Ness shore. So said Councillor Kieran Toman, who, with SDLP colleague Councillor Declan McAlinton, recently, recently met residents complaining of just such an upsurge in antisocial behaviour, contributory drug use and underage drinking in the area. Reportedly, ewes have been spotted jumping off the North NI Water Inlet's greens at the Loch Shore, putting themselves at risk of getting sucked into the pumping stations which recycle water for human consumption. Ewes are also suspected of setting fire to grass verges on the Castor Bay Road. Mr Toman thanked the fire service for tackling a recent blaze that he said could have had a devastating impact on livestock in the area. He said young people are arranging to meet via social media at various locations throughout the borough, which has seen greater number of youths being attracted to the shores of Loch Ney, just off the Castor Bay Road. He added, I have contacted the police and PSC, PCSP for more cooperation and effort on prevention as opposed to continually responding to incidents as they occur. Summer of Play lined up for areas youngsters. Uh, ABC uh, Borough Council wants to give the borough's youngest residents a summer to remember. The Summer of Play campaign aims to help give children the space, time and freedom to play this summer as COVID restrictions ease. Council leisure centres, community centres, parks and open spaces will be the backdrop for summer schemes. One pound swims, sports sessions, dance clubs play programmes and more. Also, as the Council can't celebrate this year's National Play Day in the usual way, it will instead be rolling out a new programme. It's good to chalk, this July and August. With boxes of coloured chalk, children are, um, can create everything from pavement drawings to original outdoor games and activities. Uh, Deputy Lord Mayor Councillor Jackie Donnelly said... With so many exciting events, programmes and initiatives happening across our borough, we hope our young, youngest residents will have the freedom to have endless fun with their friends. The council is also encouraging local families uh, to try It's Good to Chalk at home this summer. Why not grab some chalk and bring all the colours of the rainbow to your own driveway, the spokesperson said. Don't worry, it'll wash off. Send any pictures of your chalk-filled fun to our Play Development Officer, Joan Node. And now for an item on the roads. Resurfacing scheme welcome, but more needed. 
Sinn Féin's John O'Dowd has welcomed news of a resurfacing scheme to begin at Lurgan's Guildford Road on Monday the 1st of August. This significant investment will greatly improve the strength and surface quality of this section of Guildford Road Lurgan to the benefit of local residents and those who travel through the area, said the Upper Ban MLA. Fourth Annual Work Skills Programme Launched One of Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon's biggest housing associations with 534 properties in the area, Choice Housing, has, in conjunction with Bryson Future Skills, launched its Skills and Employment Programme, Work Choice, for the fourth year. Its Work Choice Programme is aimed at upskilling people who are unemployed in a range of disciplines, with the ultimate aim of gaining long-term employment. As the end of the furlough scheme looms and people face economic uncertainty, a spokesperson said, Choice and Bryson Future Skills have worked closely together to ensure the programme can return safely this year, as work choice was paused last year due to the pandemic. The programme is open to applicants from all over Northern Ireland, and successful candidates will receive six months practical work experience within choice, in areas such as property services, finance, ICT, and in our services centre and will be fully supported by assigned workplace bodies. Participants will get the chance to study towards a recognised OCN award in employability, level two, through Bryson Future Skills. They will also receive a salary during their six months employment. Choice Group Director of Corporate Services, Lawrence Jackson said, experience is important for anyone looking to get into employment. And this programme not only provides this, but allows participants to work in an area that they would like to develop into a career. Pay healthcare staff their £500 recognition sum now, says O'Dowd. Sinn Féin's John O'Dowd has called on the Health Minister to urgently make the £500 COVID recognition payment pledged to health and social care staff. Health and social care workers have been at the forefront of the fight back against the pandemic, said the Upper Ban MLA. And it is unacceptable that they are still waiting for the £500 COVID recognition payment. This recognition payment was announced in January and is now July. That is much too long for these hard-pressed workers, particularly those on low pay. Weeks of sunshine turned to weather warning of flooding. After weeks of sunshine and scorching temperatures, homeowners are urged to be alert for flooding as the Met Office issues a weather warning. Upper Ban MLA and Chair of the Infrastructure Committee, Jonathan Buckley, urged homeowners to be vigilant and prepared for the risk of flooding following weather warnings from the Met Office. He said, I have reported a number of properties asking road service to reassess the risk of flooding in each location and have also spoken to ABC Council over the need for provision of additional sandbanks to many local homes. Floodline can be contacted on a 24-7 basis by phoning 0300 2100. And now for the obituaries. Jack Eakin, 97 was proud to be Ireland's longest-serving Rotarian. Jack Egan was born on the 18th of September 1923 to parents John and Doris. He was the first baby delivered at the Carlton home in Church Street. 
Jack was baptised at Holy Trinity Church in Port Rush, where his grandparents lived. He spent his childhood living in Thomas Street and Elmview Terrace in West Street, where he was soon joined by his younger brothers, Fred and Kenneth. He attended the Academy Primary School and was friendly with Davy Cochran, the famous Leeds United, Leeds United international footballer. One story Jack often told was about how amazed he was to be able to play against Cochrane in rough summer football matches played on equally rough waste ground near Jervis Street. No professional player would risk that nowadays. Another thing not risked today is children being allowed to venture away from home alone. But Jack's parents amazingly allowed him at the age of just 10 to travel alone to Nottingham by boat and train to watch the legendary Harold Larwood play cricket. Jack attended Portatown Tech, where he was a keen member of the Air Training Corps. He remembers being lifted by the police during an ATC training exercise when he was sending Morse code messages by flashlight from the top of the tower at St Mark's Church. He was released without charge and eventually joined the RAF in November 1942. He trained as a navigator in Canada and then served at various air bases around England. Last year, a wartime letter that Jack sent home from Canada to his mother and was never delivered was discovered by his son Harry on eBay. Jack greatly enjoyed reading this but could never understand how it came to be offered for sale by a dealer in America. After the war, he took over his father's jewellery business at 6 High Street, and they lived over the shop for many years. In 1946, he married Betty Gosnell at Thomas Street Methodist Church. They ran the business for nearly 50 years and did so on traditional lines. The shop was never modernised, and Betty and Jack knew most of the customers by name. Jack had the contract for looking after St Mark's Church clock, and, in addition to winding it up, he had to call out in the middle of the night twice each year to adjust the hours for winter-summer time. Betty and Jack faithfully attended St Mark's Church every Sunday for many years, and he served in the select vestry for a time. After retirement, Jack and Betty travelled widely and enjoyed spending time with their three sons, Terry, Harry and Brian, their wives Pam and Mary, and their six grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. After Betty died in 2011, Jack lived alone. His travelling by then was largely limited to afternoons in Scarva. Jack was lucky to have lived a busy, active life. He greatly enjoyed Portadown Rotary Club and his Masonic Lodge in Thomas Street. Jack was very proud to be the longest-serving Rotarian in Ireland and was awarded the Paul Harris Award for his services to Rotary. He was a keen follower of Portadown Football Club and also loved listening to Ulster rugby and England cricket matches on the radio. Those who knew Jack will remember him as a man who never let things get him down. A man who loved telling stories, never got angry and never had a bad word to say against anybody. He was a kind, honest, true gentleman and highly regarded by everyone who knew him.
The funeral was conducted by the Reverend William Orr on Sunday the 25th of July. A large number of mourners attended, including Doug Beatty, MLA, members of the Portadown Rotary Club and the Masonic Order. Jack's health only declined in the final year of his life and his family would like to express their heartfelt thanks to all the staff of Craigavon Area Hospital and Sandringham Care Home who cared for Jack during his last days. Tributes paid to a faithful and dedicated public servant. Following the death last week of ABC Council's Alderman Junior McCrum, Upper Ban MP uh, Carla Lockhart has spoken of how she referred to the veteran councillor as her second dad and felt his loss personally. Mrs Lockhart was one of a number of politicians to pay tribute to 57-year-old Mr McCrum after he passed away last Wednesday, July the 21st. Each also extended sympathies to Mr McCrum's wife, Sharon, children uh, Charmaine, Ruth and Matthew and wider family circle. First and foremost, he was a godly man, said Mrs Lockhart, who lived his life by his Christian principles, never ashamed to speak of his saviour or take a stand for what he believed was right. Junior was also a dedicated public servant and lifelong DUP member and long-serving councillor. He has served the people of this area faithfully over many years and his loss will be keenly felt by all who knew him. I always referred to him as my second dad as he treated me like a daughter. He covered hundreds of miles, hundreds of miles on the canvas trail for me and colleagues over the years and on days when it was freezing cold and numbers were few, Junior was there with his heated seats and sometimes a warm drink. DUP leader uh, Sir Geoffrey Donaldson described his friend and colleague who was first elected as a councillor in Bambridge in 2005 as a faithful and dedicated public servant and a diligent and consistent member of the Democratic Unionist Party. Uh, um, Armagh City, Bambridge and Craigavon, Lord Mayor Alderman Glenn Barr, said Mr McCrum had worked tirelessly over the years for his constituents. Alliant Councillor Brian Pope said Mr McCrum would be greatly missed. We were greatly saddened to hear the news and want to pay tribute to his many years of public service and hard work for the local community, he said. Jay is led to rest after tragedy in Scarva village. The funeral has taken place in Scarva of the teenager who did an, died in an outdoor swimming tragedy in the village last week. Tandragee Junior High School pupil Jay Moffat got into difficulties at Canal Court and could not be saved despite a dramatic rescue attempt. The 13-year-old was led to rest at Banbridge New Cemetery following a service held outside his Scarva Heights home at 1pm last Friday. As requested by Jay's family, the hundreds who gathered to pay their respects wore light and white coloured clothing. Scarva's Church of Ireland rector, the Reverend Rodney McGuinness, was among the mourners. The whole community was there, he said. I'm struggling to get my head round it, but it really is a struggle. There was just a real sombre feeling about the village this morning. The Reverend McGuinness said it was always particularly shocking when young people die suddenly. Earlier this week, the Moffat family said, We are heartbroken by the loss of our beautiful Jay. He was much, a much-loved son, brother, grandson, nephew and cousin who lit up the lives of everyone who knew him in his 13 years. 
Jay, who was a keen boxer with the Tully Lish Club, was recovered from the water by his father, Wayne, and some friends with the help from the Northern Ireland Fire and Rescue Service. He was taken to Craigavon Area Hospital but did not survive the ordeal. In a statement, Tandrigy Junior High described Jay's death as particularly poignant and described him as a helpful and pleasant pupil who will be deeply missed by pupils and staff. Writing in the school's Facebook page, teacher Mr Carl Gale said, Absolutely heartbreaking news about Jay, such a good lad who always brought a smile to everyone's face. Deepest sympathy and prayers to Jay's family and friends. No words are enough right now, but know that you are being surrounded by love. Thoughts also to the other young people who were with Jay at the time. And now some death notices. Leatham. Joy. On behalf of our colleagues, the directors of ALMAC wish to extend their deepest sympathy to Joy's family circle on her recent passing. Joy will be fondly remembered and sadly missed by our many friends in ALMAC, where she worked for over 20 years. Our thoughts are with Joy's family at this very sad time. Timmons, Thomas Henry Roy. 28th of July 2021. Peacefully at Craigavon Area Hospital, late of 45 Clowna Park, Portadown, beloved husband of the late Marion, father of Paul, father-in-law of Margaret and devoted grandfather of Gemma, Justin and Ryan. House and funeral strictly private due to the current government restrictions. Now we continue with the local adverts from both papers. Maxwell's and Lurgan, uh, that's uh, 87 Union Street, uh, telephone number 028-3831-6522. And it's their schoolwear shop that they're advertising and there are special deals this year because they're closing down their senior schoolwear. Uh, it's the first shop in Northern Ireland to have the new eco-friendly blazer. And they have different sizes and uh, odd sizes, but uh, I'll just give you a list of the, the schools that they have blazers for. Uh, Kleiner, Boys and Girls, Killicomain Junior High, Boys and Girls, Brownlow, uh, Tandra Gee, Market Hill Junior High, St. Patrick's uh, Armagh, and they also have jumpers for St. Patrick's Armagh, St. Catherine's, um, they also have jumpers for there. Uh, Newbridge College blazers, uh, Bambridge Academy boys and girls blazers, uh, Bambridge High School boys and girls blazers, and St Ronan's blazers. Um, the primary schools are Drumgore, Derry, Millington, Seago, Portadown Integrated, St John's Guildford, and Guildford Primary School. But if you want more details of uh, whether the blazer you require is available, the number is 028-3831-6522. And uh, SD Kells have all their Jerry Weber range uh, now half price, and that's Lurgan 38325358 or Bambridge uh, 40662429. And Seymour Dugan's interiors have uh, sofas, beds and mattresses, rugs, furniture and much more. They have a large selection of lift and recline chairs from £475, sliding door wardrobes for £529 fully assembled 
and they have over 2,000 rugs on display, up to 75% off. And that's Seymour Duggins uh, of 92663587. There's a new bedtime store opened in Craigavon at Marlborough Retail Park. Uh, there's no telephone number, so you'll just have to go and find out what they offer. And House Proud Furniture have a big stock clearance sale with up to 60% off, but it ends on Monday. And they have, for example, a mattress from £149, a dining set now reduced to £199, a corner suite only £1,299 and a reclining armchair reduced from £599 to £249. And they're available locally in Banbridge and Portadown. House Pride Furniture. The Mobility Furniture Company have a sale on. Truly made to measure rise and recline chairs. £300 off part exchange for your old furniture, the first item, plus 50% off the second item. We don't aim to be the biggest, just the best. There's flexible finance packages available. Call free today for a free brochure or a phone consultation. 0808 265 1372. Sofa Time is now open and they can be found at Marlborough Retail Park Craigavon. Now we continue with the information and events. Lays and Greys at the Mall in the heart of Armagh City. Uh, channel your inner aristocrat and while away an afternoon lazing and grazing on the lawns at the Mall in the heart of Armagh City. This huge grassy and beautifully tree-lined expanse was actually horse racing, cockfighting and bull baiting venue until the 18th century, when Archbishop Robinson decided it was all a tad vulgar for a city of saints and scholars before he transformed it into a Georgian park. A stunning location to picnic, walk, cycle, watch the cricket and take in the sights. Find out more about this fascinating city and its proud history by taking in an award-winning Donna Fox City Tour before tucking into some takeaway tapas from Embers on Market Walk. A picnic one win. And just to let you know that MADS is back. That's the Moy Rafferty Arts and Drama Society's Musical Theatre Summer Scheme starts again on Monday the 2nd of August to Friday August the 6th. It caters for boys and girls aged 5 to 13. Students will work with an experienced team who have put on numerous shows over the years. The venue will be the fully air-conditioned Miss Mac Dance Studio, Moors Lane, Lurgan. The scheme will run from 10am to 2pm Monday to Thursday with 3pm finish on Friday. The cost is £40 for the week with a £5 reduction for a second or third child from the same family. A £5 deposit is payable uh, by going along on Monday at 9.45am and filling in the application form for the week. We have even more good news as the committee has decided the full drama 5 to 15 year olds will return from Saturday, September the 11th with teenage and senior drama starting back shortly afterwards, said Society Chair Kieran Corr. Leary Young, Young Farmers Club Tractor Run and Fun Day returns. 
Leary Young Farmers Club has announced the return of its annual Tractor Run and Family Fun Day in aid of Macmillan Cancer Support. Everyone is welcome to come along with all types and colours of tractors welcome, old or new. All families welcome. The event will feature a barbecue, bouncy castle, tuck shop, ice cream, lucky dips, Brookfield milkshakes available to purchase and much more. The event will take place on Saturday, August the 7th. Registration is at 7pm, leaving at 7.30pm. The route will take participants through Maharlin, Dollingstown and part of Warringstown. Profits are to be split evenly between Macmillan Cancer Support and Bleary YFC, a club spokesperson said. Covid restrictions apply, so please wear a face covering and stay within your own social bubble. If you wish to join, you can register to be a Bleary YFC member at the event. All new members, aged 12 to 30, will be warmly welcomed at our first night back on Friday, September the 3rd at 8pm. Remember, you don't have to be a farmer. And finally in this section, some information on how to be smarter with your water. Um, Water is essential and in order to make sure there's enough for everyone, we all need to be smarter with how we use it. That's the message from Northern Ireland Water as it offers consumers some top tips for conservation. A running tap can waste six litres of water per minute. Couple this with the recommended teeth brushing time of two minutes and that equates to 12 litres of water wasted per brush. If we all turn the tap off while we brush our teeth, we are helping save some of those 12 litres we are currently overusing. Despite how much rain we experience in Northern Ireland, the problem is the sheer amount of water people are using at the tap. Customers are using the water faster than we can treat it and get it into supply. Please only use what you need to. And we start the sport news this week with an article about bowls. Castle 67 for 1, Lurgan A 80 for 6. The Seasiders were fast out of the traps and led by 22 shots after five ends, but Lurgan started to get to grips with a tricky green and gradually recovered to secure a 13-shot win and a valuable six points to keep their place at the top of the league. Last Tuesday week, Lurgan A defeated Banbridge B by 40 in the Irish Intermediate Cup and now face Whitehead B away on August the 3rd to qualify for the quarter-finals. Lurgan A have an important league match away to their closest rivals, Curran, on Saturday and the winner of that game could well determine the outcome of the Division 2 league. league. Uh, Lurgan B, 53, Whitehead B, 104 in bowls. Lurgan B did well to reach this year's NIBA Junior Challenge Cup final on Banbridge Green, but were unfortunate to meet a strong Whitehead B Division 2 side who would normally be playing against the Lurgan senior side, so in that sense it was a mismatch. However, Lurgan B have a home match on Saturday afternoon at 2pm. Now, motorsport. Turkington eager to reignite title quest. Colin Turkington is back in action this weekend following a five-week break in the British Touring Car Championship. Capacity crowds will return at Oulton Park on Sunday for the first time since 2019, 
A Northern Ireland driver, Turkington, is expecting a tough weekend as he bids to reignite his quest for a fifth BTCC title. Colin says, The ultra-close lap times around the short Indy circuit last time out, coupled with the weight in my car, banished any hopes. I had of scoring three top ten finishes. But I think Olton will be different, he added. We have a challenge on our hands, but I relish that. All in all, we've got to raise our game, work harder, work smarter, and do what we do best. This will be the first time we'll have had the old normal spectator numbers back too, which at Olton Park always brings a festival feel to the event, he said. It was superb to see the capacity crowds back at Silverstone a couple of weeks ago. Following Brands, we had a two-day test at Olton Park, which rolled straight into a four-day Goodwood Festival of Speed event. I was also lucky enough to enjoy the British Grand Prix weekend and attended the London E-Prix just last weekend alongside my normal driver, coaching work. Turkington added, We now have this fan boost to look forward to over the summer. Lizzie bids for Olympic glory. A former Portadown College student and hockey captain made history this week as part of the Irish women's hockey squad, competing for the first time at the Games in Tokyo. Lizzie Holden, knee Colvin, attended the college from 2004 to 2008, gaining her first senior Irish cap at that stage. On Saturday, the Irish women's hockey squad made history as they competed for the first time at the Olympic Games, playing their opening match against South Africa, notching up a 2-0 win. Their fortunes took a downturn against world number one side, the Netherlands, on Monday, with a 4 not defeat, and on Wednesday they faced Germany, finishing on the wrong side of a 4-2 scoreline. Uh, on Friday, they faced India, the match starting at 3.45 a.m. our time and 11.45 a.m. in Tokyo. Lizzie was brought on a substitute in all three games. Ireland are currently sitting in fourth place in Group A. The top four teams from each of the two groups of six uh, progressed to the knockout stage. A key member of the Irish squad is, um, is Lizzie is now a solicitor and has remained on the Irish squad since 2008 with over 200 caps. She was a World Cup um, silver medalist in 2018. She has played domestic hockey for Armagh, Loretto, Dublin and Belfast Harlequins as well as playing for top Dutch side HGC. The Portadown College Hockey Facebook page described Lizzie as a determined but fair player and a leader embodying our school motto of um, Fortier et Humater with courage and courtesy. Uh, Lizzie is the second Portadown College first sixth captain to become an Olympian. The first was Lady Mary Peters, who competed in three Olympic Games and who won Olympic gold in pentathlon at the Munich 1972 Games. You can watch the Green Army at Tokyo 2020 on a variety of platforms, including BBC Northern Ireland and RTE Television. And now for some motorcycle news of races at Tandragee, but you'll have to be on the ball because they're this Saturday morning. The North Armagh Motorcycle Club will host around three of the MRA Youth and Adults Solo Motocross Championships at Tandragee Motocross Park on Saturday, July 31st. 
a new race format for the 2021 season, incorporating all youth and adult classes competing at the same venue on the same day, has been widely welcomed, and the first two rounds of the MRA Ulster Championship Series at Loch Brickland and Seaford have enjoyed encouraging race entries and a welcome return of spectators. The seven sessions of practice for competitors at Tandragee Motocross Park will begin at 9.15 and an estimated 21 race programme will immediately follow starting at approximately 11am. Round three of the championship promises to be another exciting day as motocross racing uh, on Saturday. Check out the North Armagh Club's website for entry details. And now news from Glenavon. Hamilton delighted as both Perkis and Harmon commit to Lurgan Blues and a significant appointment off the field too as Chris Lochran comes on board as head physiotherapist. Glenavon's excellent pre-season work has continued as both Danny Perkis and Aaron Harmon have become the latest players to commit to their, their future to the club. Last season's top scorer Perkis has put pen to paper on a new three-year deal while Harmon has agreed a one-year extension. Hamilton spoke of his delight at keeping the duo at the club. Danny came in from East Belfast last year and finished the season as top goal scorer with 15 goals, which was a great achievement for him. And he is, he is only going to get better the longer he plays in the league. Harmo is one of the best professionals we have had at the club in a long time. He never lets you down, and he is a model pro who rubs off on other players around him. I am delighted with the two pieces of business and having the two lads on board. The Lurgan Blues have also made a significant appointment off the field following the the departure of a long-term physiotherapist, Lynn Carpenter. Chris Loughran has been appointed as the club's new head physiotherapist, and Hamilton is delighted to have him on board. We are pleased that he has accepted the position, he told the club website. He has big shoes to fill, following the departure of Lynn, but I have every confidence that Chris is the perfect fit for the club. Karen and Lee won uh, their place in Irish-Australian Spoons event final. This is a report from Golf. Karen McEheran and Lee Place represented Tandragee Golf Club in the Ulster final of the Australian Spoons. There were 43 other clubs represented and the ladies came out on top and progressed to the All-Ireland Finals, which are being held at Millicent Golf Club Kildare in August. The Civic Cup was played for at the weekend. The overall winner of the trophy was Johnny McWilliams, who scored 61 net off a playing handicap of 10. Johnny was level par on each nine with um, birdies on the third and 16th. Skipper Jones warns the Lions that the job is not yet done. That's a rugby story. Alan Wynne-Jones has reminded his British and Irish Lions celebrating their stunning comeback victory over South Africa that the ultimate prize has yet to be claimed. The Lions showed resilience to battle back from a 12-3 deficit at the end of a first half dominated by the Springboks to clinch the opening test 22-17 behind closed doors at Cape Town Stadium. Victory at the same venue next Saturday would seal a first series triumph against South Africa since 1997 and Jones expects a backlash from the world champions who became ragged as the tourist 
a fight back gathered momentum. Knowing the calibre of the player and the attitude of our opposition, we have to be better again, first and foremost within ourselves, but we also have to deal with what we know is going to come next weekend. Remarkably, Jones, for a 35-year-old who had dislocated his shoulder during a warm-up match only four weeks earlier, initially ruling him out of the tour, he finished the match. I didn't know I was going to be selected, but I'm happy to be part of it and add to the energy the guys have brought. And now for this week's general news. Time is running out to get rural business grant aid. Foxbury Fruit Farm is just one of several local businesses to benefit from a rural business grant, but time is running out. The Rural Business Development Grant Scheme was launched by Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon Council Lord Mayor Alderman Glenn Barr, but applications close next week. It offers capital grants of up to £4,999 to eligible rural businesses to help support the sustain their sustainability, development and recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. Successful applicants can use the grant aid to support the purchase of new capital items, including equipment, machinery and e-commerce websites, which cost at least £1,000 and more than £20,000. Visiting Foxbury Fruit Farm, a former recipient of the scheme, Councillor Barr said, with many of our local businesses, particularly those in our rural communities, still dealing with the impact of the coronavirus pandemic, I am delighted to see Council get another opportunity to deliver the Small Capital Grants scheme across our local rural micro-businesses. Since its pilot back in 2019, the scheme has invested close to a quarter of a million in this key business sector locally. And this success couldn't be any more evident than here at Foxbury Fruit Farm. Supporting the small business with their plans to increase and enhance their output, the grant aid has certainly helped drive their continual development and growth. With applications closing at the end of the month, I would encourage all eligible rural businesses who have not benefited from the scheme in the past two years to check the scheme out and consider applying. Just one example of the scores of local rural micro-businesses to benefit from the scheme to date, Foxbury, Farm, Foxbury Fruit Farm received a grant of close to £4,900 last year and were able to purchase a laptop, water tank, circulation fans and 2,000 metres of strawberry guttering. This helped boost Foxbury Fruit Farm's productivity scale up and grow. Funded through the Department of Agriculture, Environment and Rural Affairs, Tackling Rural Poverty and Social Isolation Programme, the Rural Business Development Grant Scheme is open to existing rural micro-businesses that employ less than 10 people. The capital grants are capped at £4,999 at a much, a much funding rate of up to 50% from Darriera. The minimum grant award is £500. Applications will close at 12 noon on Friday 30th of July 2021. For further information on eligibility criteria and how to apply, visit www.rma.com 
bambridgegregavon.gov.uk slash business slash rural business development grant scheme dot. Jardine's sisters celebrate expanding bottom drawer. Retail outlet has a new baby and children's department. Independent retailer, sorry, top independent retailer, the bottom drawer, has added 35% of its retail space after a boom in walk-in and online sales. Based at Portadown's McGowan West Shopping Centre, the whole store has been uh, reconfigured to encompass the extra 600 square feet of space for a baby and children's department. Founded by sisters Frances and uh, Rhonda Jardine in 2007, the bottom drawer has its own niche in Portadown's growing array of retailers. It is a popular stop-off uh, for gifts, uh, ladies and kids fashion, home accessories and furniture. Despite the COVID-19 restrictions, the store, um, a multiple winner in the UK's annual The Great Retail Awards, has enjoyed strong online, local, um, national and international sales, supported by a social media following of more than 45,000. We're thrilled beyond measure that our new extension, the bottom drawers, Francis Jardine said, our new baby and kids department is everything we hoped it would be. Light, bright and airy, somewhere that allows us to display our collection of quality children's gifts and fashion uh, to their best. Adding a range of new brands, some of which are supplied by County Armagh businesses, Francis said the additional new space has um, also created an improved flow to the existing premises, enhancing displays and improving the customer's experience and driving repeat visits and sales growth. There's a new project to help connect the over 65s across a wide area, and it comes from a community group based near Guildford, uh, including Lurgan, Blairy, Waringstown, Donaclony and Black Skull. It's called the Lawrencetown, Lenaderg and Tully Lish Community Association and it launched its Connecting the Community project to support people aged 65 and over. To help them stay connected, the association will be providing help with basic technology, email, internet, Zoom, WhatsApp, FaceTime, etc., befriending and time out for older carers. It is currently seeking volunteers who can offer one-to-one support, especially with those interested in helping with befriending. This may be as simple as meeting someone every month for a coffee, going for a walk, doing a crossword together, having a chat on the phone or going to a group or activity, the spokesperson said. Brona, the group's first Connecting the Community Befriending volunteer, recently began meeting up with Maureen for walks, coffee and a chat. Another woman set to benefit from the project said, I really value my family and they support me as much as they can, but are busy working, don't live locally and are looking after their own families as well. I am looking forward to this new opportunity with Connecting the Community to have a chat and an alfresco coffee with a befriender. If you spare time to offer, the association would like to hear from you. Volunteering can also open up new opportunities for people, said the spokesperson, and give them the chance to meet people they wouldn't normally in their day-to-day life. If you're interested in knowing more about volunteering or how you could help people, uh, then contact Sharon at 028 406 23770. Rash of Blazes fans fears lives could be lost. 
Seven apparently deliberate fires across seven days have fanned fears around central Craigavon that if the dangerous craze goes on, someone could lose their life while firefighters are tied up tackling it. Fire appliances from Lurgan and Portadown recently had to deal with a rash of blazes causing significant damage to the landscape. In each case, a Northern Ireland Fire and Rescue Service spokesperson said the cause of the fire was believed to have been deliberate ignition. As previously reported earlier last week, Sinn Féin's councillor Catherine Nelson revealed she had asked the council's community safety wardens to focus on the area around Mandeville Manor, where fearful residents said grass fires were being set dangerously close to oil tanks. This is a huge drain on the resources of our fire and rescue service, who could be needed elsewhere to save lives, said Councillor Nelson. I would ask those involved to think about how this behaviour could result in a serious house fire or loss of life and to cease immediately. Deliveroo needs local drivers. Deliveroo, a food delivery firm, is on the lookout for drivers and riders in the Portadown area. The company is launching in Portadown later this month and is eager to sign up new riders to deliver food from local restaurants and grocery retailers. A spokesperson said the expanding UK Deliveroo team is looking for people who uh, value uh, on-demand, flexible work and want the freedom to choose when, where and how to work. It's a great opportunity for people who have other commitments, such as existing work or students who are looking for flexible work to fit around study. It's also a good way to keep fit and earn money at the same time. The company has seen riders' demand soar this year and now works with 50,000 riders across the UK. This rapid growth is on-demand work. Sorry, in on-demand work underlines the vital role that Deliveroo is playing to provide work opportunities for riders. To keep riders safe while out on the road, the company offers free medical insurance to ensure all riders are protected. The company also offers other perks such as free training courses for riders and their families. Harrison Foster, Deliveroo's UK Regional Director, said, We've seen a huge demand for Deliveroo in Portadown and we're excited to be launching next month. We're really excited to be creating new work opportunities for local people. The team is looking for people with passion, drive and great customer service who are seeking the added benefit of flexible work amongst other perks. Anyone who's interested should (coughs) head over to our website to sign up. Deliveroo customers have the option to schedule orders via the Deliveroo app up to one day in advance or receive food as soon as possible from independent eateries, traditional takeaway, high-quality chain restaurants, supermarkets and food and grocery retailer conveniently delivered to their homes. Local businesses will be able to reach new customers and grow their offering through delivery. Restaurants, takeaways and grocery retailers can apply at restaurantdeliveroo.com forward slash en dash gb to become a delivery partner. With a world of ingredients, salads can be a bit more exciting these days, writes Paula McIntyre, the chef, well-known chef from Portrush. The lovely weather made it the perfect time to dust off the salad bowl recently and embrace some lighter, fresher food. 
She says, when I was growing up, a salad consisted of lettuce, boiled egg, tomato, scallions and salad cream. If you were lucky, there'd be some ham, boiled new potatoes and a jar of pickled beetroot on the side. Salads are a bit more exciting these days and the world is your oyster with the ingredients and flavours to experiment with. The elderflower season is coming to an end, but there's still time to forage for the creamy white flowers and preserve their fragrant essence for the coming months. A simple way is to wash the flowers, pat dry on kitchen paper and press into a clean jar. Cover with cider vinegar and seal. When you open the jar, it's got the aroma and taste of the sweet flowers mingled with the zingy vinegar. Historic gates taken down for restoration. The historic gates to Kilmore Graveyard and Church have been removed for repair and restoration. The 150-year-old wrought iron gates, thought to have been made by a local blacksmith and erected in 1876, were badly in need of some tender love and care. Anyone thinking they have been spirited away in the middle of the night to be smelted down should read on confidently. The rector of Kilmore, the Reverend Carlton Baxter, said, The gates are protected through statutory listing in recognition of the wider public value of protecting their special architectural and historic interests. However, many of the wrought iron details have broken off, including angel wings and leaf details. Thankfully, with support from the Worshipful Company of Iron Mongers, London, and St Aidan's Church, Kilmore, the gates have been removed to be appropriately restored using the same traditional skills that wrought them over 150 years ago. The gates, with their angel wings and shepherd's crooks, are thought to be made by a local blacksmith and erected in 1876. Until recently, they guarded the entrance to the ancient graveyard, known in antiquity as the Great Church of O'Neill, and still today used by all Christian denominations in the area. Chair of the newly formed Kilmore O'Neill and Building Preservation Trust, Connor Sanford, said finding the skills required to restore the gates to an appropriate conservation standard was a challenge. The restored gates will be brought back to Kilmore in late August to coincide with a planned Heritage Skills Working Party at the adjacent Kilmore Cottage, itself an important listed building of special interest. Being one of only 130 thatched buildings left in Northern Ireland, a reduction from around 50,000 in 1950. The working party is being delivered by the Society for the Protection of Ancient Building Ireland with a grant from the Heritage Council and support from members of the new Kilmore O'Neill and Building Preservation Trust, which is composed of local unpaid volunteers seeking to find sustainable new uses for our local built heritage. Concern as child finds drugs paraphernalia. Residents in Portadown are at their wits' end after a four-year-old child found drugs paraphernalia in their back garden. The incident happened over the weekend in the Brownstown area of the town. Local soccer team Hanover uh, FC, which plays in Brownstown, said it has once again uh, come to our attention uh, of the antisocial behaviour going on in Brownstown Park. 
The concerns have been raised by local residents following the discovery of drug paraphernalia in their back garden by a four-year-old child. This is an ongoing issue which has residents at their wit's end. We're calling on the authorities to take action now as this has got out of hand and it's only a matter of time before someone gets seriously hurt. Also, we ask parents to be aware of the children's whereabouts. Independent Unionist Councillor Daryl Cosby said, Shocking. PCSP and police need to start taking the issue in the park seriously. This has been going on for far too long. Some residents are being tortured and it's unfair. PCSP wardens were presented in the park yesterday and today, Friday and Saturday. But this is not enough. I will be seeking a meeting with police and PCSP to try to get a solution to this. Website design firm launches a competition. Portadown-based website design agency Design Sticks is celebrating seven years in business with the announcement of a 1.400% growth in web sales and giveaway of five free websites worth £2,000 each. The digital agency, founded by Portadown businessman Sean Byrne when he was just 23 years old, has seen website sales rocket to over 160 new sites in the past year and is seeking to celebrate the growth by giving back to businesses on the start of their journey. Sean said, I recognise that it has been an extremely stressful time for many businesses and as such I now want to share some of our success by giving back in the form of a free website to five start-up companies. Visit www.designsticks.co.uk for entry details. Generosity of people helps Christian aid. For more than 50 years now, Portadine has been showing generosity in supporting Christian aid, and with fundraising more difficult this year because of COVID restrictions, the total raised £8,090 speaks volumes for the local effort. Gift Aid will boost that total and local organiser Mrs Maura Sterling said, We want to thank everyone who gave through the churches, street collections, shops or directly to members of the committee. The generosity of a small number of people was amazing. Water is a very high priority in most of the countries where Christian Aid is working and the money we raise will go a long way to make life more comfortable for thousands of people. Moira Business Student Scoop's Innovation Award. A Moira student was secured, has secured a funding pot through Lisbon and Castlereagh City Council's Mayor's Innovation Fund to help him develop his digital-based platform, which is set to change careers education for young people. Kenny Galloway, 30, was awarded £5,000 for the Youth Entrepreneurship Award. Kenny works in marketing and sales consultancy and is a part-time student with Southeastern Regional College. Currently completing the CMI Level 5 in Management and Leadership. Kenny said, this has helped me develop my innovative ed tech solution. Sprout, uh, an exciting new careers platform using um, gamification, digital technology, uh, data and psychology. That aims to inspire young people so that they can take control of their future. It was thought the club... uh, that I heard about the it was through the club that I heard about the council's innovative reward and decided to apply. I'm absolutely delighted with the youth entrepreneurship award funding presented 
by former Mayor Councillor <coughs> Nicholas Trimble. It will help me take my idea for Sprout to the next level in terms of testing the concept. Essentially, the short-term aim is to uh, recreate careers education for the 21st century, and the long-term vision is to create happier workplaces. Dr. Michael Malone, Director of Curriculum and Information Services at uh, SERC, added, I am delighted Kenny is in receipt of this innovation award for something so exciting and innovative. His uh, project is an example of the student activity ongoing at SERC, where we actively encourage all students to embrace enterprise and entrepreneurship through a framework of project-based learning. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week, to Mackles for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us, and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of this studio. Editing the news this week were Hazel and Linda. Our technician was Andrew Gribben. Reading with me this week were Gareth Greer and Hazel Semple. And from the newsroom at the Old Man Studio, this is Linda Francis signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you again in four weeks' time. So please remember to turn, return your wallet. Thank you for listening and have a good August. Take care. Bye-bye.